Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the V Square Podcast. I'm your host, Shai. You can call me Joel at the same time. And my name is Norman. Or Norman. Yeah. So, so what are we going Norman. to be talking about today? Well, today, today we're going to talk something that's a little bit more personal to start with. Lah. So All right. we're going to talk about something that really bothered us as a like a newbie designer like not say that we haven't entered school more like we have been in school for a while like me we have finished like yep. around a semester like, and then we start to see this thing that keep butting us behind our heads uh-huh you mean like back in like year one or year, like during year two uh more like the year one to year two transition ah uh, so right after year one okay what do you notice well i've noticed that uh Basically, right, you remember back in the days that for us, we had this module, we had this called it studio projects, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that one big one. The one that we had so, to like do multiple, like multiple like um, variations of, but yeah, I remember it. Oh uh, yeah, so basically for those who are listening to this podcast, uh, what that module, that studio project module is really about, right? It's a, it's a very big design project that gives you uh, underlying problem somewhere somehow you know and then you have to create a series of stuff durables mm-hmm. to so-called solve the problem so for us our topic was about places like yeah towns. that was the first studio project that we had for different towns around singapore but i'm pretty sure this studio project module was uh pertaining specifically pertaining to Tomasic poly but yeah we got towns as our first topic i chose Budum, mm. if i remember yeah, I, I, I choose Kampong Glam. Yes. But those are all histories. But the main focus we are trying to bring out here today is that because of this so-called big scale project, right, we have quite a number of things we need to produce. Basically, the main durables, like the most prominent one right, we need to produce is a book, mm, a publication. A publication. Right? Then alongside, right, we have another category. This is called collaterals. You know, we need to produce some other side stuff, which is quite open-ended. And that's where I see people be- get a little bit more creative. You know, when I, my classmates and our cohort, some people produce brochures, some people produce flyers, envelopes, hot stamps. So like and- a bunch of cool stuff that you don't regularly see. La. So, um, like with the the yeah. the brief that we were given was to like uh, what promote the area to for tourists and tourists, locals, locals, like to introduce stars. them to like the place, right, so that they can go visit it and stuff. So, yeah. So the entire idea for like the collateral and the publication was to highlight certain things and to create interaction, I guess, with more I mean, exciting it's, stuff. It's to like so-called promote the town so it has to be something that represents symbolize mm. or speaks for the place in some way like, so that's basically that but my main problem I see is that that's the main uh, problem man <laughs> yeah like, like okay now we need to go back to the problem so okay. that's the whole background setting mm. alright I just described what we have been doing but the thing is that uh, when I try right for myself right I wanted to create perfume like perfume boxes. Oh no, I remember things. that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, like the Kampong Tam place, right? That place is like a area where back in the 1800s, all the Arabs and the Muslims will come over. So they are, they have this very specific perfume, which is uh, 
oil-based perfume because Muslims cannot have alcohol in their religion practice. Oh, that's cool. So, so that was the main idea. I tried to get that perfume out and to create a box, right? I wanted to like do all kinds of special fancy prints, you know, I wanted to do that. But then I look at my wallet, then I look at the price list, right? And just like, ah, oh, man, I can't, can't really afford it for two boxes, right? Like, like I mean, like, which one, like what type of effects do you want on the box though? Like uh, embossing, debossing? I want them all. So like you I tell me you want all. to like foil, okay. Yes, yeah, I, mean, I want my box not, to you, look. Yeah. It won't be worth for just two boxes. It, it, won't, it won't be worth that, so. That's why I started to think that, hey, damn, maybe I can try and do this thing myself. So I went on to YouTube, I went on to Google, I, I searched ups and downs, in and out, asked teachers, lecturers, seniors. I asked them how to create this thing I wanted. You know? So like the effect like you wanted, like embossing, debossing, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Yeah. <sighs> it didn't <laughs> went that well, man. Like it was a, it was a hell session. You know, like you, if you remember, right, I was, I was, I disappeared from class for like three hours straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you tried yeah. to, to. I think you had like had print. a. I tried to print the, like the UV print. You know, that kind of reflective, translucent, kind of thing when you tilt the box, then the light reflects and you see the pattern on the box. Um, that's what I want. I mean, yeah, I, I get it, but certain people might not understand the effect. Yeah, if you really want to know what the effect really, you go search up UV UV printing, right? Yeah, or you can look at your sport shoes or you can look at your like fancy typo. It's like books. any type of, uh, let's say like 3M material, the one where it's like reflective, you can have some like light shine off of it. Yeah, yeah, something along that line. Mm. I wanted to do that. Then in the end, I come out, right, the thing looks like garbage, man. I... <laughs> you didn't show I mean, me the product, okay, but I remember you trying to do it. Yeah, like when I first saw it, I mean, okay, like it was fine. Uh, but then after a while, right, it starts to like decompose by itself. And like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is ugly ass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So, so what happened afterwards? So that got me like really thinking about this problem. Can I do everything by myself? You know, can I be like a master of all, you know? Oh, you mean like without we- being able to like depend on like uh, let's say external people, so like uh, printers and all that stuff. Uh, it's not just that. It's more like whether if I even if I can like so called like get the information from them, can I have the ability to recreate, reproduce it with my own hands? Mm, but I mean, <laughs> talking about your previous experience, seems like that didn't go too well. Ah, YouTube is not all, man. Mm. So okay, then. Okay, from all of that, right, then what did you figure out? Like, you say, could you be a master of all, right? Yeah. Did you manage to do that? Honestly, not from my side. But mm. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't get to get there when I was like year one. Not now also. So it's quite a broad dream that I have. It's like an unrealistic vision that well I mean I asked my peers uh, I asked like I mean maybe yourself also uh, we all have this one so-called false impression that you can learn everything and you can just do everything you know one day you can just you know just don't need to depend on anyone and you can just be autopilot and mm. do everything by yourself I mean yeah of course everybody would love to be independent by themselves right 
If not, then uh, you never need to ever borrow someone else's, let's say, expertise and you can do everything by your own standards and your own vision, right? Mm, pretty much that. But uh, that's pre- like what you said, like super unrealistic. Like. Yeah. It's just because of the idea that you're not able to uh, learn. You can learn a lot of stuff, but you would never be perfect at those things, you know? Mm, it's, it's quite there, but man, maybe some of you who are listening to this podcast right now, you are just like, you might be you thinking know, like, oh, you know, I'm going to learn everything by myself. Oh, fuck what these guys say. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, we're, we're not saying that it's a hundred percent saying, no, no, you ain't going to be one, uh, but it's more like it, we tried. Well, you tried. Oh, well, well yeah. You yeah, try. I, I haven't tried, tried yet. But it's uh, pretty unrealistic for to get like um, let's say that's like the ability to do certain things by yourself, right? Let's say even just including the prints that you're talking about, like embossing, debossing, all of that. That's fucking difficult. I'm pretty sure that you won't be able to do those by yourself. Mm. Mm. But I'm sure yeah, there's yeah. other outputs we could talk about, right? Like um, skills wise. Mm. Yeah, I mean. We can divide this topic, uh, whether you can be a master of or into three different sections. Uh, and as more pertaining to what we been through as a design student. All right. Oh, yeah. So, okay, we can go through the first topic that you want to talk about, like skills. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's the, the thing that carries behind like most designers, right? You know, skills and certain things that they have. So like... Uh, we got branding, we got like things like um, UI, UX, advertising, motion graphics, you know, uh, illustration, 3D, 3D mm-hmm. imagery and all that stuff, photography. It's the basic idea to like, you have the ability to produce your medium, uh, sorry, your deliverable through different mediums, you know. You are mm. able to create these certain things using that skill on different platforms. Mm, yeah, pretty much there. Lah. So... As how I mentioned in my previous story, you know, I, I I try to do print effect and through my own hands and via YouTube, like tutorials <laughs> and, and scattered all kinds of random materials, but it didn't really work out. I mean, on the on the video, it looks pretty nice, you know, that like they actually, happen, but in real life, it just it didn't turn out well. Yeah, I feel being cheated. Like, what, but, did, I mean, did you not do it well, or did it like? Just, just it just didn't work for your box. Uh, it was a there's a lot of factors in like it's a, a lot of ambiguity there. I also not too sure myself. All right. Yeah. But That's how- then did you manage to get some type of like alternate idea for like the box? Cause you said you wouldn't be able to print like that type of effect. Oh. Uh, I mean, it, it, it came down to a lot of like give and take, like, like certain parts are just like, ah, okay, this is like the max I can go, I have to move on, you know, some parts, it didn't really turn out well, I can just uh, cover one eye, like, they just fall already, man. All right. That's the, that's the thing. Uh. So when it comes down to this kind of skill sets, right, we are talking about here, like, we previously mentioned like motion design, motion graphic design, animation, advertising, illustration, and photography. Those skills, right, basically are the ones that we get 
So we get to expose to and learn in design school. And uh, back in our TB days, we have we have, we have like so called touched on all of these a little bit somewhere here and there. Not perfected, but touched on. We have like uh, yeah. just a bit of skill in these, I guess. Yeah, and that really so called broaden our vision. You know that we see, wow, damn, there's a lot of things you can play with. So many, so many uh, like uh, paint brushes to paint this final picture. You know, it's like there are so many ways that you could now create uh, yeah. a certain thing that you want for your idea. Yeah, you can be like a funny, funny advertising person, or you want to be like the very serious and solemn kind of branding person or you want to be this is so we just basically see ourselves being like one of those type of person carrying that skill set you know uh and you mean like being able to just carry one skill set or like all of them all of them <laughs> yeah I, I like, mean like yeah I, I had that point in time too yeah like like you and me that like, we all have a little bit of like uh the generalist spirit you know like we want to we, we, we look at everything you, you probably touch everything. your heart and you just tell yourself like oh yes I got the ability to do it then you look at it then you're just like alright let me try to do it uh, and then your brain just shuts down slowly yeah that's the harsh reality like that's, mm-hmm. even though you can't appreciate everything you know that like all these skill sets different different things that people can create right we appreciate them we like them yeah definitely but you might not be able to do that yourself yeah that's that's really our key point here la. so if you really set your bar really high or you didn't come in to like a design screw or you go to i'm sorry do you, say, do, you, do you just say design screw yes i want to say design screw <laughs> design school school but my time is well to is yes right you come in here to the design school you didn't have a, like a very strong preference in mind like you have some some of our friends are like they come in they say damn i want to do photography damn i want to do illustration and mm. then that's it a lot of people they, came in with the, the the mentality they wanted to do just focus on a single skill set which in my opinion i think is quite smart yeah it's quite smart mm-hmm. uh, but in comparison to us the uh, very selfish very egoistic, very Greedy ambitious, motherfucker. amb- ambitious motherfuckers. We wanted to, I guess, learn as many skill sets as you can, or where we could take in. Yeah, but that that brings me to my second point. Like, if you really like so-called want to be a generalist, right? Mm. Like, you have this vision to become the one grand true master, like Doctor Strange, and you like have master everything. That is. I'm that pretty takes... sure Doctor Strange only got the the power to control time. <laughs> but no, but I get what you mean by the yeah. sense that like uh, you're able to do maybe not everything to a perfect extent, but everything quite like above average, like above reasonable, it. like quite reasonable for everything. Yeah, uh, I mean that can help you uh, Can help you like from the start where you can have the ability to stretch out. You can try many many things as much as you can uh. hmm. and at the end of the day it's kind of like hard for others to and yourself uh, to really to understand uh, which expertise do you really belong to you know because yeah. if you claims that you are the master of all you're basically digging holes for yourself you know 
you may not be the best in that one particular area. Maybe you're not the best in a photography, even though you thought you're good. No, yeah. I mean, you might be good, but you're not the best, you know. I'm pretty sure with the mentality of most groups, you definitely want, especially if you want to score well, you definitely want people who are the best in certain items. Like what we said previously when you're working with, um, do we, we mention about working with teams? Oh, that's for the next episode. Oops. <laughs> okay, so, Oopsie. yeah, but when you are working with teams, right, a good general advice is to basically just work with people that are competent in certain skills. So you will want to take the best from, I think it's just a good general plan to take people who are really good at certain things and then you can cover up for their lack of skill in a certain area that you don't have. Mm-hmm. So you can take someone who's really good in photography mm-hmm. but they might not be good in typography. So you can balance off each other and you can create the best typographic poster in the world. Something like that. Yeah, like a blend there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, but this, this is a bit of a stretch already. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch already. But it's just to get the point across saying that you should... Although you might be good, you're not the best. So you won't be able to... Um, let's say progress well because you are just limiting yourself by taking so many different like core skill sets that people actually yeah. want so you're, you're learning everything but you're not going to master everything so what's the point of that yeah it's kind of like how you play an RPG game you know you can't be a tank a healer and an assassin although you wish like, you could be all three at once yeah it's, it's, it's practically that uh, and I mean Becoming like what when we are like 18, 17, 16. That's like, exact. Yeah, well, okay, for, me it was, for me, it's 16. Yeah, so it's coming at a time when you add that a pick of your like what right after you get hit by your puberty truck and then your body is still youth and like energetic. You're like, God damn, I feel like I want to do something, you know. Mm-hmm. Then you want to like blown up and like in like a year or two after you learn the skills mm-hmm. and you want to learn everything at one time. Yeah, let me just give you the word of the, the word of advice. Don't stop dreaming, man. That's not gonna happen. Well, I mean, it's coming from someone who has the experience of doing so. I mean, if you can prove me wrong, go ahead. I will be happy. No, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty definitely sure. Like, I think it's possible for you to be like people can have the op- like opinion of you saying everything, you know. You but you could only be mastering and like branding advertising illustration and like those three things but yeah, then you maybe. people could say like wow you're really good at those three things but then certain things you might not be able to do it but that's what people might count as all it's up to you what mm. to define actually all of the yeah, skill sets is yeah you can it's up to you to draw the circles now. yeah but to us everything that we mentioned before was yeah. it's under like that uh, master of all category uh, it's like we, we have the that the greedy spirit of that if I see it it's, if it's, it's like mine. if it's a new medium you know like, I want to learn that yeah it's just it's mine man like, I'm I, gonna take it like recently I've seen um, I've been recently checking out lots of branding um, stuff on Instagram right so I've seen lots of like logo creation I've seen lots of uh, brand guides kind of as an example I've also seen like um, different types of product design stuff for branding specifically products so I was just like damn I really want to create something like this now but I'm just realized like wait I'm a UI UX designer that specializes in advertising <laughs> so I'm figuring out how am I able to grab that skill set for myself although I won't be the best at it yeah so although I really want to be good at it because it looks really damn good mm, yeah so this is, since we're talking about looks right we can bring up to the next 
my next point of like the one man army we are talking about that the master of all mm. can you be a master of all styles gee all. okay uh styles yeah. <laughs> that's quite rare that's actually pretty fucking impossible um okay, let me just like so called draw the line between like, what we mean by styles eh? sure sure you go ahead yeah the, the styles here we are referring to is basically the art style that the look and feel of the things you produce mm. like certain people that when they do that do their work right they design a poster they shoot a photo or they do a video right these kind of things some people they no matter what they do right it's just always very kiddish and kawaii <laughs> like yeah so the, 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 it the comes out they, really cute yes it's like no matter what they do right even they touch like a bubble tea cup right it comes out become kawaii you know mm, i so actually I think i know, know you, i think i know who you're talking about but whatever um yeah. so you're yeah. saying like me like with certain people they execute certain things and it's always that type of look like that really cute has that uh bubbly feeling to it like that's for like one person huh mm, yeah they have some people right no matter what they do, right, it come out, it feels like just went through like a tornado, you know, it's super crunch and super hot, super bold, and it's just bam, 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 just want to like jump your face, like kind of. Are there neon colors in there? Ah, that's the last thing you will see before you go blind, man. <laughs> okay. So, you're basic, yeah, you're basically trying to say that people carry over like different types of uh, art style mastery forces and things that they like to do. Like. So, they got this it's almost like a kind of like a personal branding thing for themselves you know they got the color schemes that they always like to work with a lot and the yeah, it's like a personal do. trait you know like the things they always do no matter like the condition mm. although like it might not be like your project and the message they're trying to get across but you know it's like the it's your colors it's the your colors yeah, that you want to show that, yeah. so uh so that actually also bothers me a bit uh, as a uh, young designer when i first started off right uh when we get briefs like when, when when we have different different small assignment up to a big project briefs right? when, when when we read the stuff or we go down to do our own research and investigations some so-called keywords pop in our head you know that's sometimes when we read like uh like we need to design i'm, I'm just saying like, i'm just saying this i'm not trying to offend any, anyone here right okay don't know what they're gonna say oh dear Okay, if you design a poster about like depressions, right? About oh, like, that's people that So, what like there are certain things that will come into your head when you mention the word, okay? Like black, the color of black. People crying, people tearing, you know, people eating, overdosing on drugs. Like even more gruesome ones, right? They mm. cut their wrist, blood everywhere. Then like basically, like uh, keywords associated to like depression, like that that specific word in this case. Yeah, pretty much. Then, in that sense, it kind of affects me as myself, right? Where, where I produce my things, it's just like, oh, I have, I must have someone, you know, if I want to create a poster for us, depression hall, I must show like someone who's like very, very, like sad. And like, yeah, then in order to create that thing. And in, in that case, right, it makes me want to like so-called use photos more, you know, because it was, it's more relatable and more straightforward at that sense because like, you mm, make people yeah see I agree photography yeah. is a good medium to capture that type of emotion mm-hmm. but then as I 
sometimes if I take the same brief and give it to my other peers right now, like then some of them may choose to like draw like a realistic drawing, you know, like maybe a drawing pencils and like pure charcoal and like, oh damn, that looks nice too. Or maybe another friend who are a little bit more like a more fun person, like she or he will just like create like a like a war mural, you know, in a very graffiti style. Mm. And then they speak a different kind of vibe. But then I'm like, damn, why am I so limited to this one thing that I'm seeing, you know? I'm seeing only set people crying at dark corners, but they are seeing other things. So I'm thinking that camp also like it's called open my vision and master different styles, you know? Mm, I mean, okay, like, it's a very, in that sense, right, it becomes very broad because it's not just art style anymore, you know? It's like um, certain types of medium and choices that they make. Like, I mean, it encompasses the, the entire thing of art style. Like. So you got like, you know, your elements that you choose, which in this case, you chose like photography. Your friends chose um, different types of like, uh, let's say like a mural. After that, they created it with like graffiti paint while you use photography and whatever else you, you use, like, for example. So I feel like when you, uh, especially if you want to just master the style, the word like art style, you have to be able to just intake different ideas. Mm. Because right, actually when you mentioned certain things, right, like, uh, like the graffiti mural art style, right? And uh, what was the other one of your friend suggestion? Uh, another one is she do very realistic charcoal drawings. Right, charcoal drawings. So she, both of those people took two different mediums, right? With two different ideas. Mm. It's... Okay, la, it's an option whether or not you have that certain idea of theirs, right? But you placed it in the context of photography. Uh-huh. So it's up to you to define what type of... Uh, Okay, wait, my brain's shutting down here. Give me a second. Um, I, I, are you trying to say that, that the, what was that? The direction, the thought direction does not really get limited by the look of it. Uh? Something like that. Yeah, your thought direction doesn't get limited by how it looks, but by the different mediums that you choose. Simply just because that you chose photography, right? And the other people has done like graffitis and murals, charcoal pencils you could just you just didn't explore those mediums and maybe you might be unhappy yeah you might be unhappy with how your photography looks in comparison to different mediums mm, uh, I mean this is just like a like a doesn't this whole story doesn't really exist in real life but it's just something that is more relatable to myself uh, like I feel like I can't really I see their visions I can't really produce the vibe like how a graffiti like kind of very cheerful and very hip hop vibe you know I just can't grasp it mm. and handle it properly even though if you want me to do it I can try but then I just can't see it you know I just I don't mean, know where to go maybe, maybe that's the that's the thing uh. maybe if you the, like the keyword right there in your sentence you said that we haven't tried it before so the idea here right, is that if we could get this certain, like what I said before, right, I, I feel like it's the idea that comes first when you got that cool idea of like how you want to show like, uh, let's say it's the keyword again is depression, right? And then mm. instead of using your, your portrait photography to show someone sad and stuff, your ideation of this is now becoming, let's say I want to use something like really ironic with like cool taglines and stuff. 
So once you got that new idea, right, instead of showing like a sad face, now you're able to explore is photography better than this? Is graffiti better than this? Is charcoal pencils cooler than this? It's up to you now to define the aesthetic sense and which one fits your idea. Hmm. Okay, actually you have a good point right there. Mm. Then I, I just feel like it's the idea la, that comes first, you know, before the art style mm. and everything. But yes, the, being able to master different art styles would be a great asset to have. La. It's just very impossible if you don't have the practical experience. Just because art styles is something that you need to keep doing and you keep looking at for you to grasp the full thing. And same with the core mastery of skills, you know, art styles, core skills. They all just come with practice, I think. Yeah, mostly. Because it's very rare for people to get a really good spot on uh, sense of the style. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, practice makes the perfection. Uh. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people may have the talent or the gift, you know, like sometimes they, 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 they put their hands on the mouse and they look at Photoshop and like, I knew it. I know how to do it like after 10 minutes and while I was still trying to figure out what is control C and control V. But I mean, I could say the same thing for you. I feel like, uh, you know, this is just a personal story from me. Like. I feel like he, uh, Joel's art style, right? Specifically for like really um, bold uh, ideas and stuff, right? He fits that style really well. Fits it with like um, very modern hip hop funk type look. If you could if you could see his work, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But I feel like his art style in that regard is pretty pretty solid for his the way that he executes it anyway. Mm, yes, that's a personal wow. compliment from me to you, you piece of shit. Wow. Nice. What a great friend. I have so close to just to stab you in that <laughs> Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> uh I mean okay, we will cover a designer core skill, basically what you can produce and the vision that I have, uh, like uh, the thing about art styles, that whether you can produce certain impressions, certain looks and feel. Mm, yeah, I I actually do have uh, actually yeah. If you don't mind, right, I got one more story for like the art style part. I think it was uh we had one module back in year one. Do you remember design fundamentals? Ah. <laughs> So okay, there's this one yeah, there's this one module right back in your one specifically for TP, Tamasakoli. Um we we call it design fundamentals, which is like the first module that you learn when you come into Tamasakoli. So they teach you like uh things that we said in episode one, I believe, which was like color theory, um layout and stuff. Do they teach layout? Whatever. Uh, we, we didn't even do layouts, man. We were we were doing Freehand drawings, uh, freehand drawing, free drawings, different. I remember. We, I mean, not in that fun, but we also learned like uh, art history and all that stuff. So we learned a lot about art instead of the idea of design. So, mm-hmm. going off a tangent here, right? For art style mastery, uh, for that specific project for design fundamentals, right? We were tasked to paint a specific um type of yeah painting. <laughs> The air for a different topic so it was night and day or dreams and dreams and dreams and something dreams and something and then the opposite of east dreams versus west. yeah it's like east versus west and dreams and something like like the opposite of dreams or something. yeah 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 that was the topic that we were given actually we were just given a wooden board 50 times 50 cm yeah to do something with it and then most people choose painting uh. mm-hmm. 
yeah about that so what's your yeah the point was i was trying to make is that i wanted to go for like i chose the dreams and something topic which is like basically night and day that type of thing you know negative positive so i came out with a cool idea i was like okay i'm gonna paint a flower i'm gonna paint a flower now i got my my, mm-hmm. my medium right i'm gonna say how am i gonna split this flower up back then i didn't have any art uh, ideas or i wasn't artistic at all or creative so i just said all right i'm gonna cut this flower in half i'm gonna paint one side bright one side super dark all right now it comes down to that art style what type of style do i want to paint it in i had like um i could make it like really brushy really washed out with watercolor all of that stuff or acrylic paint really heavy i didn't have any art style i just started painting (laughs) i literally started painting to what i thought was right and then i came out with something that was i believe the left side was really blue the flower the flowers had yeah the petals had were pink stock was obviously green then the right side (laughs) of that right was like a complete hellscape of like black red and purple mixing all those colors oh. together to make like uh, the idea of like um, something in dream you know the opposite of dream or whatever so basically right. that art style right i was looking at my final piece in comparison to what my reference was previously i was looking at a reference like uh for some type of was it art novel uh something not not classical definitely it was pretty modern looking a modern looking painting and i was just like fuck me i messed up the style completely <laughs> I did not know what the hell I was doing. Oh, so your painting was the devil's anus. Yeah, that's what basically, it. it basically looked like shit. And I completely <laughs> messed up the style and I was like, shit, I can't, I barely have any experience in painting. I can't do this style at all. And that was the big mm. takeaway from that, like, you know, I need to practice more if I wanted to ever go and continue painting. So mm. I have no chance as a painter. Hmm. Okay, I mean, I mean the vertex that we can draw from your yeah, story. Yeah, the basic right? thing you can draw from my story is um, practice makes perfect. Draw. And I can't draw. <laughs> I can't. No, I'm I can draw. Yeah. Somewhat, I can't paint. Uh, Even with reference, I cannot paint. But practice makes perfect. I believe if that you can keep trying to paint, you know you're gonna get somewhere pretty decent. Yeah, you sh- practice makes that. I mean, I mean the the real point I can draw now I mean from all of our previous conversation is that you need to have a certain set of like core skills that you are really good at and through those skill sets right like when we talk about in terms of creating artworks right? okay artworks like physical medium artworks that you have painting you have drawing and sketching and stuff you have all these base core skills right you can produce your thoughts and ideas through these mediums and create a certain style from there. Mm-hmm. I uh, mean, yeah, that's like the, excluding the, like the, the the skills and that's required for that. Like, you know, it's just the style and how you envision it now. So, yeah. you definitely need to, well, practice that style if you want to get good, right? Yeah, just, just practice your skills and get your visions across and that makes the style what, what we're trying to say here lah. Mm-hmm. Mm. so uh, I mean okay other than core skill mastery you know like art style mastery mm-hmm. uh, there, there's a very small other category that I feel like encompasses the entire idea of you know a master of all kinds of whatever and I feel uh-huh. like that's soft skills cause that's actually very you know <laughs> Under, <laughs> underutilized, underlooked. Like, it's very overlooked. 
Uh, true, true, true. So, you know, soft skills uh, pertain like um, time management, um, mm-hmm. resource management, your micromanaging of how you want to do certain things in your timeline planning. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, uh, sorting of stuff, uh, categorization, file management, I guess. Ah, uh, yes. Those things, I feel like when you bring them together, right, definitely also comes together if like you really want to be this huge master of everything like if you ignore the core skills ignore the art style you already got those settled somehow now you gotta master your soft skills which i I don't know if you have Mm, i mean what's your take on this i mean okay let's just say in my view okay soft skills right are basically the things i see that you need to have to function yourself as a proper civilized human being design school all right so you're saying like uh you basically need this to work as a human pretty much that uh, i mean okay let's just take time management per se that all right to so-called survive in design school okay for those who have the intention to come to thomas a poly that because we run because our school do not have examinations. Basically, everything you do- is a damn project. Is, 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 it's counted as a part of a big exam. All right, the exam does not end until your whole semester or ends, comes yeah. over. It basically yeah, all comes closes, yeah, so, so basically, like uh, some people may go into this hyper tense stage like once the year starts like oh dear no oh shit ah 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 this thing need to submit this then you do that thing or some people may go inside this like ah the year starts and ah, then they get to comes. they become like super relaxed until like two weeks before submission like ah, shit, ah, shit, 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 shit. that was me back in your one <laughs> yeah and i was the hyper tense dude i just like ah oh, shit, 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 shit i need to submit mm. this 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 that's uh, I mean, not 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 saying that it's a bad thing to be on the either mentality. We're trying to we're describing here. One is that super tense that throughout super the relaxed. whole. Another one is relaxed for the like, first seventy percent, then the last thirty percent starts to panic like a, like a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm roasting you here. I know, yeah. you don't have to rub it in, but your yes. I think you're trying to say here is that you find we should find a good in between balance between both of these especially for time management yeah cause uh you know you don't want like what draw said you know uh it's fine to be on either spectrum where you can be super panicked cause being super panicked at the start means that you're actually going to be delivering the stuff on time but it might not be good for your mental health yes, yes. It, not- it might not be good for your mental health then for the second half also it might also won't be good for your mental health at the second half of the the time period because you're 30 percent left and you just start rushing everything your work isn't gonna be let's be real 100 percent of what you could be have delivered if you use the time wisely mm, yeah so it's just basically that you need to find your own balance. ways to yeah balance out the things because let's just let's, let's put it frankly that everyone has that same 24 hours every day right mm-hmm. you can take away one third of your day because you're sleeping like a dead dog uh. yeah you're just sleeping at home you mean or somewhere eight hours eh, yeah okay <laughs> i mean oh, that's a, that on average uh, i know you sleep at- Shh, no one needs to know yeah so like for myself i sleep about like eight hours back in 
Yeah, one. <laughs> That's such a luxury, man. <laughs> I can sleep hours. How long do you sleep yeah. now? Oh yeah, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I still sleep, but I sleep around like six or my six or something. But basically, one third of your day is pretty much gone. Resting. Resting, right? So just take away all the other times that you have on commuting, right? Commuting here and there. Un- unless your house is like our dear friend who lives like 10 minutes walk away, you will probably spend around half an hour to travel. an hour or two to just travel back and forth mm-hmm. to your school. All right. So, so then we have how many hours left? That we only have what? I mean, if you're counting, are we like, okay, let's judge this from, let's say, are we talking 6 a.m. or are we talking like the start of like 12 a.m.? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just counting time in that whole 24 hour block. All right? right. So let's just say that you only have like 12 hours left, right? So that 12 hours you'll spend about, every day we have about six, six hours in school, right? Yep. Yeah, we have, we have two lessons we only have two modules we need to attend but each module is about three hours yeah just take into the context of that that would leave us with only another six hours left yeah and those, <laughs> that six hours after school timing is what you are going to be going either you can go eat lunch you can go eat dinner and that's also taking like another half an hour out each or maybe an hour yeah, so you only have five, all right? So let's just say that in school, right, you didn't, because you need to go through lessons, tutorials, consultations, you don't have the time to so-called do your work. And you have your friends around, you have distractions around, you so that school time, you didn't really produce any work. So right now you're only left with around five. So that five hour block, right, is where you actually sit down and start doing your project. Which when you think about it is very little time in comparison to, well, I mean, depending on how fast you can do stuff, obviously, if you can do fast, mm-hmm. faster, it'd be not too bad. But if you're a slow worker, which likes uh, that perfection in everything, right? Then you're going to yeah. be suffering with just five hours every single day. Yeah. And preceding the fact that your five hours can actually sit down and do your work. Yeah, that's if you're successful. Yeah, honestly speaking, that that that, that never really tell you out, you know. Mm-hmm. You have different responsibilities, you have different different events. Your friends ask you to eat dinner, your friends ask you to play arcade, your friend ask you to do this, do that. And the ironic thing is, even like let's say we're not talking about like distractions and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. When you go back to your work sometimes, you might feel, wow, what the frick am I doing? I should change it. And then all of a sudden now you have resetted your time and you have deleted the time that you have spent on that like let's say five hours if you manage to do that and now you just rechanged up your how it looks and now you have to spend another three to four hours to redo something that you have already done you know it's, it's kind of that. ironic with like the yeah. amount of time that you're going to be spending on projects sometimes yeah it's just like the army saying samurai one more time one more time do it again <laughs> that's a thing so you never really like left you, you may have go through like a week or something, right? Because you go through different iterations of design and exploration. You may go through your lecturer, you go and consult, or you may have file crash here There's and there. There's so you know? many different things that could play a part here. Like right. even There's your, a lot of like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even like uh, you mentioned reiterations of different things, right? 
trust me, you won't five hours, especially from someone who had the the what like five iterations of my Studio Project Three. Five hours is not enough per day to get like something working that you are happy with. Well, maybe yeah. maybe I have high expectations, but yeah, I, I'm, it's not enough. Is really like not there, lah. So here's but, a, here's a tip from me: do work yeah, in yeah, class yeah. when you're free. <laughs> Since the man that plays poker and hey hey point. hey 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 shh. Oh okay. Uh, Nintendo not poker, Switch. it's called Uno. <laughs> alright, alright. PG thing pokers, man. Of course. Yeah. But anyways, back to the topic of soft skill. Yeah, yeah. Back to the topic. So time management is something you really need to balance in on yourself. Uh. I know everyone has their own personal priorities. You know, maybe school to you is not something number one. You don't really care about it that much. You just came here to maybe to get a diploma or you just came here to make friends up to you. That one is not for us to judge. But if you really, really, really want to so-called be a master or like just, just, just be a, like a proper civilized human being and survive it, you, you will need that. You will need that time management skills to get yourself through in a proper mental and physical state. Mm. Trust me. Yeah, definitely. This is, uh, especially for soft skills, uh, it's just never talked about enough. But it's just yeah. such an important thing that you need to drive home, especially in design school. Time management is everything. But the, yes. the other, the time management is number one. But there are other things also like, um, let's talk about resource management, you know, related to mm. money and oh. you're like you're micromanaging or how you want to get certain things or you want to do this certain effect with like certain printers and stuff you know money it's a very important thing not many people want to obviously you want to keep your stuff cheap at the same time looking professional yeah that's something that that's, that's something i really wanted to talk about even though i like, say money is a sensitive topic to say you know yeah it's quite people, it's very it's quite sensitive yeah I, yeah, actually, we can just talk a little bit about like this per- perception when people talk about art and design schools or education. Mm. They think that oh, you need to spend like big cash, big drop, oh. you know, swipe your credit card every day, like spreading peanut butter on your bread, you know. But honestly speaking, it's not too bad. Right? True, it's it's kind of true. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Not not hundred percent. It's like a 50-50 take from it because uh. Let's just put it very bluntly, yeah. all right. Uh, just like how you go to maybe like supermarket or you're trying to get something done. Let's just say that you're thirsty, right? You have ten, like tens and hundreds of ways to get yourself like crunch your thirst. You know, you can go supermarket, go and buy like a normal mineral water, which is like a dollar for a bottle. Or you can go and buy the fancy sparkling water, which is about $7 a bottle. Or you could stab a watermelon and then blend it for like $15. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So there are different different ways you can accomplish a certain goal. So in design school, for our context, the most common example we use ourselves is printing. Right? Yeah, printing and especially, I think, posters. Either posters or not in publications format. Because those are the things that we produce a lot. Yeah, like the, the those are like our most common like money stealers are there yeah. because to 
produce the prints, all the colors and stuff. It has different different printers have different different machines and different different uh, printers can take different different papers. Right? And you <laughs> repeating out- the word different different doesn't make it different different. Uh, basically, there's as many many variable factors that can constitute to our end cost. Let's take it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, right. I agree with you on that. Cause um, and, uh, mm-hmm. it's just like you. Okay, when it comes to especially like we just maybe just touch on the topic of printing, right? Especially for printers, there's gonna be uh, a popular place for you to go print that. So uh, for us, that would be Sunshine Plaza. Yeah, boy. Yeah. So for us, we found that the printing quality for us there was pretty solid at the same time where the prices there were also pretty reasonable so if you print in quantity which is what you should be doing if you ever get a friend go print in quantity you'll get cheaper prices that way yeah that's the yeah, hidden yes, that's, yeah. a, that's a hidden secret but yeah so yeah, when but... you it's up to you right to define whether or not your project should have that type of quality at the same time whether or not you're willing to spend that amount of money so yeah balance your quality to Quant- yeah, your quality to money ratio well like your input versus the output mm-hmm. is it worth it yeah like, are you gonna spend $20 just on this A3 poster to produce this certain debossing effect which in real life it doesn't even look that great yeah like like poss- it's possible you know yeah, like, even when you print it it might not look good so, like comparatively mm-hmm. to what you thought on uh, the screen so you gotta be very careful think through what you yeah. want know what you want and go do some research at different types of places that you want to go uh, let's say print yeah. your stuff or not go get some products or something yeah like it's like uh, okay it's just another story that I want to share like, like sure. previously I mean we all have the classmate uh, we all have this one classmate right spend around what uh, for our test print right you spend around like what 120 20? bucks yeah 120 for her paint you know she bought a new set of like oil paint to create her final art pizza which is the 50 cm times 50 cm board oh and, yeah i remember that yeah 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 and i mean the outcome was okay it's not bad but uh she didn't really finish the paint. She bought in excess amount. She bought a lot of things. And like oil paints are cheap. They can't. You need to buy all, all, all the dilutants. You need to buy the special brush. You need to get the special things here and there. And, and for us, we only bought like what? Well, we only spent $5 to buy like a primer to prime our board. And yeah, that's, that's it. All. And afterwards, you just got. We use the school's acrylic paint to paint our. Yeah. To paint our project. Yeah. Because we, won't, uh, we didn't want to invest that much money. Yeah, so that's really what we're trying to say here uh, that this money management, if you are rich, go ahead and do it. But if you're not that like well off or you have certain limitation on yourself, don't push yourself to to to, to get there, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. But in the same idea, right? If you feel like if you really want to strive for the, you know, the perfection, the top quality stuff, right? Go for it. No one's stopping you. It's just that yeah. it's going to be really heavy on your wallet. And also ask yourself, you know, could you really produce this effect and the quality that you want with something that looks cheaper and is cheaper? Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we can wrap it up right here. Lah. Well, 
can we? Is there anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, we've covered like skill mastery, we've covered art style mastery, and we covered soft skills. Yeah, those. It, that's what we. Yeah, it encompasses the entire idea, I think, for master of, like, in all kinds of design. Yeah, like, that's what we really see as a master of, or the true one man army mm. has to have the ability to do. But the all main, <laughs> but the main draw is no. Well, I believe that you can't be a master of all of that, you know. Uh, yeah. Like what? Well, like I mean, your your take on it as well, right? You cannot be a master of all. You cannot be, but you can have the ambition. You can have the heart to learn many many things. You can have the heart to explore many many ways of doing things, different styles, different mediums, different skill set. You can have the heart, but uh. Do not trap yourself in that. Do not trap yourself that to the sense that you must be able to accomplish that. And oh, if not, you'll be like super. Like yeah. um, if you're not able to accomplish that certain thing that you set out to do, you'll be like super sad and depressed. I guess. Yeah, sometimes you get a little bit caught up with your own. Uh, damn it! I didn't do the painting we I wanted. I want to kill myself. That kind of thing. Mm. Okay. So yeah, I mean the main message here for those who are still listening to this podcast, you are really trying to start off to join design school, or you really trying to set off like, in your design some, career. Uh, not 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 say career yet lah. I mean, I mean if you want to, uh, but uh, choose your own lane. Just pick one that you are really really interested or. You feel that you can be good. Just go for it. Go with it. Mm. Yeah, because usually it takes about. I remember I see this on paper somewhere. For someone to actually master a certain skills, it takes an average of seven years. Yeah, and with that, that's not even like. I mean, seven years is a long time, and not every single day is obviously spent crafting away at that skill, but it's yeah, a long time. yeah. So I do have one interesting uh story to add, I guess to end this alright. Yeah, because you just mentioned that well, but like what seven years you take a long time to learn a certain skill, right? Yeah. Um I recently learned how to mm-hmm. like motion graphics wise, right? Because I'm really interested in mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So I'm learning like uh different types of typography effects on like uh, after effects, so movement and all of that stuff. So one time I tried to just uh, do certain side projects for myself, edit like words moving here and uh, here and there. It's like, whoa, you know, it's so cool. And then I felt like I was like, oh damn, I'm already at like the top like of my level. Like shit, I can make words move. I'm so cool. <laughs> so, and it, it, you're just like, oh wow, I'm so cool and everything. But afterwards, right, I kept researching into not just like uh, tutorials anymore, like let's say not on YouTube. I went to go Google, right, for different uh, design industries and agencies that sell these different uh, effects and I see their effects and I'm just like shit how the hell do they make those and then I had this sudden realization that um, you know I'm not I, I just started that it's I'm not perfect yet and I got to call slowly care like well I can't speak to slowly keep learning how can I make this typography motion graphics better for myself and mm-hmm. so like the thing that I just described I believe it's called the Dunning-Kruger curve it's like the the curve where you say like Oh, the amount of time that you spend on this, you feel like you're an expert. Mm. But then afterwards, when you realize that that's not the end of the journey, right? Your confidence goes down, 
but with more time your confidence goes back up to say that you're a professional now after a certain time like what you said mm. seven years for to you like to master a craft so at the yeah. end of that seven years you probably feel pretty solid in what you do and you understand with that expertise and that time spent you know what i'm probably a pretty good professional mm, yeah that's what i, mean, I hope where i can be someday <laughs> yeah we all have dreams for that mm-hmm. so yeah just spend time in your craft pick pick that one or two things that really really interest you and just go for it mm. and whether it be might not be in design but you know for design case photography might be motion graphics um advertising branding illustration all of that yeah just pick one. pick one and go for it keep yeah. practicing keep looking for inspiration yeah. even if you trip and fell along the way just just remember that this is not the end of the world for you know don't 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 take it too hard i mean mm. everyone goes through that the real problem is you really have the desire to be good those people that have made it up there are the ones who fail and they came back up mm, definitely right? yeah it's that's, like that's, it's the same the idea cool. of like businessmen you know i'm pretty sure not many people were prof- like uh, really successful business people when they first started out what was that famous story for um kfc the guy started out as a he started out as a really he had a really mediocre job as like a, a he was holding many odd jobs now afterwards he figured out the secret recipe to kfc or something like that i can't remember but it was something along uh, those lines but it was pretty inspiring to me yeah it's just that yeah don't expect the road to be smooth and smooth sailing mm. and, so yeah i think especially for that in the sense in the sense of uh, especially in design school right when people are harsh to you uh, when teachers are harsh to you industry professionals are harsh to you they are building you up for what's to be expected and they're also building you up for for yourself to be better mm-hmm. yeah that's all i got to say about that oh uh i guess we can wrap it up and yeah just really wrap it up right here all right so yeah thank you all who have been listening to this point thank you uh, yeah I'm your host, my name is Shrike. And my name is Norman. See you on next episode. Bye-bye.